Hello everyone and welcome to For the Record, a pop culture podcast for the stressed and the depressed. I'm your host, Kenzie Meyer, and welcome to our very first episode. All right, so my first co-host is my roommate, Madison. I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit. What's up, party people? My name is Madison. Like my wonderful roommate Kenzie said, I'm a psychology major at Arcadia with a minor in gender and sexuality studies. Like I said, we're roommates. Oh my God, and they were roommates. Facts. <laughs> so, Queen, do you want to just dive right in? Yeah, what's our first topic? So, we're going to talk about the royals, whom, as someone who studied abroad in London, I'm obsessed with them. Anyone who knows me knows that I talk about them at least twice a day. Um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle having another baby. They announced on Instagram on Valentine's Day. No, I think I do remember that. I just don't... I'm sorry. I don't keep up with the royals as much as you do. No, it's okay. They was the cutest. And another cute little homage was that, like, Diana announced her pregnancy with Harry on Valentine's Day, like, 37 years prior to their announcement on, I guess, the last Sunday. That's really cute. So I just... Wait, do we know if it's, like, a boy or a girl or anything yet? No, I wish. She better tell Oprah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When is that? Uh, March 7th, they are having an interview. I think it's mostly Megan from my perception of it, and Harry is going to sneak in at the end. Um, I guess it's airing on CBS on March 7th, so I I can't. Like, I will be glued to the TV that day. <laughs> in other royal news, though, uh, Prince Philip, do you know who he is? Yes. Duke of Edinburgh, Queen's husband. He has been looking a little dusty for a while and crusty. now. He, a little crusty. He looks like a corpse. <laughs> Facts. Uh, <laughs> homeboy is 99. He was admitted to a private hospital in London last week uh, with an unknown illness. I don't think it was reported what's been going on. I mean, just being 99. Didn't he have COVID? Didn't he recover from it? Or am I making that up? He probably did. Honestly, he's seen a lot. (laughs) I mean, at 99 years old, at that point, that's a little... Like, why is England using their tax dollars to heal that man? (laughs) I won't understand. He's He looks like that... um, spine thing in Spongebob. Oh <laughs> Wait. What are they selling? Chocolates? <laughs> no, that's the tea. Uh, but Prince Charles, I guess, visited him over the weekend, took like a hundred mile car journey from his country home, because of course, to visit his dear old dad. How gallant of him. Yeah. I don't really like Charles and that's other tea, but... Uh, According to Prince William, he's doing well. He's still in the hospital just to be, you know, monitored still. But yeah, best of luck, Philip. I don't have any issues with you, really. Well, the crown's depiction of you was a touch problematic, but it's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, he seemed like a big jerk in the crown. I didn't watch all of it. I think I only watched until like season two because it made me sad seeing Queen Elizabeth get old. So then I stopped (laughs) watching it. (laughs) She's good, though. She's like 94, but she's vibing. I know. I think the day that, like, her or Betty White die, like, people who, you know, like, old people who've just been around forever, like, I don't know how I'm going to reckon with that. Like, knowing that Betty White or, like, the Queen of England isn't on this earth anymore. (laughs) Some people probably don't know the difference. (laughs) Just whack. But, like, No, Betty White has a personality. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not Liz. 
No, but the UK has like a 12 day mourning period after her death, which is nuts. And Phillips, I saw this somewhere the other day. Phillips is only nine and his like burial location is undisclosed because he doesn't want people to know where he's buried. That's weird. Yeah, he's he's kind of weird. He gives weird vibes. Well, from what I know of him of the crown, wasn't he like, um, he was a prince of Greece or something? Yeah. Yeah, Mountbatten something. Yeah, that family. I don't, I don't quite remember. All I remember from the crown is that he was mad that his wife had more power than him and that people liked her better than him. And he definitely gave Charles daddy issues, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> And that's probably why Charles seems like he hates women. Yeah. Unless it's Camilla, which, no, I can't believe she even got a mention. So I remember that one podcast we were listening to one day. It's called um, You're Wrong About. Yes. Shout out Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. So I just remember this is the only one I've ever listened from them. And I guess I should keep on listening because it seemed so wild. But they were going over a call, like a manuscript or a transcript or whatever, call between Camilla and Charles, where basically Charles was saying that in order to be with Camilla all the time, that he wanted to be (laughs) one of her tampons. (laughs) <laughs> that's uh, one way to be intimate to be honest but can you imagine like if that was a tinder pickup line like hey girl well i think it, it originally started with like i want to be small enough to fit in your pocket which that's kind of <laughs> cute but then he took it too far by being like i wish i was one of your sanitary women products like if a dude ever said that to me i think i would jump ship really took a quick turn but charles ever the romancer <laughs> Yeah, no Uh, wonder Diana left him. uh, Rest in peace, our true queen. Um, What's up next? You tell me. I can't read the font. (laughs) So, Don't Worry Darling, Olivia Wilde's new film starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, just finished shooting in California on February 13th. So, honestly, a bisexual dream. I don't know how excited you are about it. No, I'm pretty excited. I never got to see Harry Styles in Dunkirk, so I can't really um, comment on his acting. But I'm very excited to see him and Florence Pugh interact because I honestly think Florence Pugh is super hot and a very talented actress. So I'm very excited to see, like, the two hottest beings on Earth interact with each other it's really a bisexual's dream i also don't know you've heard about this because i've talked about it a hundred times i don't know if harry styles and olivia wilde are actually dating or if it's a pr thing or if people are just like blowing their friendship out of proportion what do you they think they were holding hands at a wedding uh, like i wouldn't hold hands like okay i would hold hands maybe with you at a wedding but I don't know, like, so, because I'm straight. So, like, if I'm holding hands with someone of the opposite sex at a wedding, unless it's, like, to lead them somewhere, like, lead them through a crowd, it's best believe that I'm with that person. True. I love Harry. Support him. You know, whatever makes him happy. It just doesn't no, you do sit- not. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. But this relationship, it's different. Like, if you were dating Florence, she's with Zach Braff, and they're happy, so go them. But, like... It doesn't sit well with my spirit. She has kids. He's not stepfather material yet. I think he would make, I feel like he'd be wonderful with children. I think that like, even if they're his stepkids and I feel like him and Olivia Wilde, if they have children, they'd be the most beautiful children on this earth. So I'm not even against it. 
Like I'm, I'm not very into celebrities life anyways. I mostly hear my news from you, (laughs) especially when it comes to Harry Styles. Always. So, but I remember there was, um, it was rumored that he had like a relationship with Lizzo and people were like, um, shutting it down and stuff. But I thought, honestly, I think that would be kind of cute. Harry Styles and Lizzo. Cause I mean, I love Lizzo. The collab would be insane. And I don't know. Oh, that would be such good music. It's probably just ageist of me to say like, I don't want an older woman for him. I just, I don't know. I don't he think he's ready. He also dated a 35 year old when he was 17. Uh, rest in peace, Caroline Flack, our okay, absolute queen. That's still, okay. I don't know if maybe the consent laws are different in the UK, but that still smells illegal to me. I mean, I know she's dead, but that still smells predatory to me. Yeah, Harry's really, he's had a range. Like, I mean, Taylor Swift, Kendall Jenner. Like, I don't know. He's kept mostly to his own age group yeah and i but i feel like at 17 you're very impressionable and stuff so i don't i'm not gonna blame him for dating you know a 35 year old at 17 because i feel like it's also because he's famous and stuff so he has this expectation that he has to date like the hottest women and stuff like that yeah i mean if he and olivia wilde are actually together hopefully the wedding pics are released (laughs) (laughs) our next topic i'm not too personally invested in but has to be mentioned because a lot of people are kim and kanye after six or seven years of marriage or seven seven yes they are getting a divorce it's it's ending what are your thoughts honestly i think um this was a really long time for kim considering (laughs) it is wait i'm trying to do the math like what 10 times longer than her last marriage because her last marriage was like 70 days versus seven years. Oh, Chris Humphreys. And that wedding was beautiful too, but her wedding to Kanye, I think it was in Italy or France. I thought it was in, mm, I could be wrong. I feel like it was in Tuscany or something, but I could totally be wrong. It was stunning. The photos, her dress was so pretty. But honestly, after everything that's gone on this year with the Kanye saying that he was running for president, with Kanye saying stuff like how slaves chose to be slaves and things like that, I'm just not surprised that Kim would want to remove herself and her children from that situation. He's very problematic. And uh, I feel bad for their kids. Their kids, like they have four of them, two, uh, which Kim had and two they had via surrogate. They're beautiful and they're a very pretty family. But yeah, I just feel like you can't have black children and have them around someone who seems like at least when they are having because doesn't he is he has diagnosable mental health issues. Yes. Isn't that right? That he's I come just, out about for I sure. I just wouldn't if I was a mother to black children, I just wouldn't feel safe having my black children around someone who said that slavery was a choice and things like that. Yeah, he needs help. Like, I hope that, you know, it's a smooth you know, separation. I think money-wise, they're both fine. But well, no, wasn't Kanye in a lot of debt that Kim took him out of? That's possible. At one point, I feel like he was in, like, major, major debt. Who knows, man. But at one point, I'm not saying anytime recently, but I feel like at one point he was really in debt and and Kim, like, helped him out of debt or whatever. An entrepreneurial queen. She has, an, like, a whole line of her like spanks now oh skims yeah. yeah i saw um a video on tiktok recently about skims dupes at target because <laughs> that stuff's expensive and it just would be uncomfortable to get in I yeah it never. looks like 
Okay, the things that I've seen about Skims, it looks like they're made for her body type, which no offense. You can, she cannot deny that she's had plastic surgery. She says that she doesn't, but she had. You just can't deny it. Because her butt to thigh ratio is just so problematic. <laughs> it's just... Miss Kim. <laughs> she looks like a Fashion Nova model. You know the ones I'm talking about who are so clearly photoshopped to look like they have the bodies of an ant. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And of course she's photoshopped too, but yeah, I totally get so, it. So like, I feel like her clothing wouldn't fit Kenzie or I because we both have like athletic builds and have, you know, I would say normal body types. We don't have perfect hourglass figures and super wide hips, I feel like. So I feel like that stuff wouldn't really fit us. It just wouldn't work. But, you know, wishing them all the best, I suppose. I don't really know much about them. So don't try to fact check us. We're oh, not experts. Don't. Yeah, not an expert. Um, but wishing- Please don't sue me, Kim. Please don't. <laughs> wishing the Kardashian West family well as they navigate oh, this. Oh, speaking of that, wasn't didn't Kim sue- Someone because they started the rumor that Kanye was cheating on Kim with Jeffree Star. Yeah. Wait, I remember that. But like, did she actually like press legal action? I don't know if she did. I think the TikTok girl came out and was, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just remember seeing it on Twitter and thinking this is so hilarious. But I didn't look more into it. And oh, I think she came God. out and said, like, Kim was suing her. But I don't know. Oh, no. Well, I love how we said we weren't super invested. And we just talked about them for five minutes. <laughs> but moving on. So how much do you know about Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson, and how they sort of all intersect? Um, I do know that Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears wore a horrific denim outfit together at uh-huh. an awards show <laughs> in I the early it was good. 2000s. Oh, the epitome of fashion at that time. And the, with Jeanette Jackson, he ripped off her like um, bra or like her top off of one of her boobs at the Super Bowl performance. And all I remember after that is I think the media kind of blamed her. Even yes. though you can very clearly see it was like, it's not like she was guiding his hand or anything. Like you can very clearly see that he just goes and rips it right off. And thankfully I think she was wearing something underneath like a breast pasty or something. Yeah. Justin Timberlake's a bit gaslighty. And this conversation sort of came back up because Hulu in collaboration with the New York times and FX just came out with a documentary about Britney Spears's life that uh, mostly because, you know, she's under this conservatorship where her dad essentially controls a lot of her finances. Wait, how old is she? She's in her late 30s, which is and wild. And her dad still takes care of her finances? Yes, which is part of the problem. So it started this whole, like, movement is, uh, from her fans. Is there really, like, a reason behind why he's still in charge of her finances? Or? Not really. I mean, at the time, the case was, you know, she wasn't mentally well she was still very young had access to this huge amount of money but now you know she's in a healthy relationship from what it seems like she's a mom to two kids and she takes care of them that's they're not with her dad so anyway justin timberlake who like madison said is her ex-boyfriend he implied in the you know the song crimea river no i don't really listen to justin timberlake better off his um, head reminds me of a pack of ramen noodles. Oh, my God. Uh, 
his hair. I try not to listen to him. Like, I make a conscious effort not to because, I mean, I've never met the man, but he just seems kind of scummy to me. Yeah. So he essentially, in one of his music videos, implied that Britney had cheated on him, which was not the case. And Mm. she got a lot of flack for it. But um, as a result of this documentary coming out, Justin released an iPhone Notes apology. (laughs) And it looks like... It kind of looks like it's been baked. Like, you know when you bake memes and it comes kind of grainy? Like, it kind of looks grainy. <laughs> like, it, it looks kind of like a baked meme. Justin's PR team, <laughs> please get Photoshop or Visco. They were, they didn't even put a filter on it. <laughs> uh, it's it's sad. Do you want me to read it for you? It sounds like yeah. Jessica Beale made him do this, but all right. I wouldn't be surprised if she did. The comment, Jessica Beale, I love you, oh heart emoji. Huh? Like, really? Really? I wouldn't be loving him right I, now. I don't think I could love a man who essentially sexually assaulted someone on stage, live, on camera, during the Super Bowl. But that's just me. Yeah, oh, Miss Jessica. But anyway, uh, on February 12th, his statement read, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. Oh, thank you. It's only been over a decade. Whatever. He didn't say that. (laughs) I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. How do you wait? I'm going to stop right there. How do you respect someone... And then rip their top off at the Super Bowl. Two and two does not make five. Absolutely not. And that's how this seems. So in the last paragraph of the first page, he says, I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better. And most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. So because Justin's PR team did format the grainy post for Instagram, goes on to a second little image, which says, the industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this, as well as be a part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better, and I will do better. Well, I think the first step in doing better is actually being specific in your apology. Facts. Because saying, I want to be held accountable, and then saying, but not what you want to be held accountable for... That doesn't really add up. It was a bit vague, Mr. Timber. Like, also, it is 15 years past due for Janet. No, 16, because it was 2004 Super Bowl. Oh, really? No, 17. I can't do math. Oh, yeah, yeah, because my brother was born in 20, what, 20, 2003. <laughs> in the year 20. <laughs> in the year of our Lord, 20. And he and Brittany broke up, I'm pretty sure. Again, don't fact check me. Don't sue me, Mr. Timberlake. In 2002, so 19 years ago. Phew, I was three years old. Yeah, thanks for the apology, Justin. I just, it doesn't sit well with my spirit. It feels like he's just trying to cover his bases now that, you know, this stuff is coming to light. 
It just feels like every other very generic apology, like when white teenage influencers get caught saying the N-word, you know? Just very, like, this is... Just being like, I'm gonna change. Okay, but how? And it obviously wasn't written by him. We know this. He has a team. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if those screenshots aren't even from his own phone. Like, (laughs) they're definitely his PR team... Maybe an intern wrote that for all we know. They said, here's your first project. We're going to make Mr. Timberlake great again. (laughs) Justin, you better open your purse for that intern because, I mean, it was pretty, it got wordy on the second page. Not going to lie. It was a little awkwardly worded on the second page, I think. But yeah, no, he couldn't take the time to type it out with his precious hands, which are cursed. With his precious man, white man privilege time. He couldn't. <laughs> uh, not Mr. Timberlake. He couldn't find the time to type an apology to a woman who has obviously been suffering from different mental illnesses and just being kind of a social pariah and part of the media for, you know, like you said, almost the past two decades. And then, you know, a black woman that he basically sexually assaulted on stage. Like, you can't change my mind about that. No. So thank you, Justin Timberlake, for being the worst. Yeah, your apology, like, I mean, I was born in 99, so, like, I've grown up my whole life in the time that it's taken you to do this apology, man. Do better. Last thing we have to talk about before we head into this week's recommendations, Megan Thee Stallion announced on Instagram this morning that she's a song coming out with Maroon 5 on March 3rd called Beautiful Mistakes, which I think this collaboration might be a beautiful mistake. What do you think? I just think it's a really odd pairing. Like when Meg Thee Stallion and SZA did a song together, it was like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Chocolate and peanut butter deliciously go together. But this feels very much like chocolate and tuna, if you will. Yeah, it's not it. Like they've passed their prime. Adam Levine, beautiful man. You know, he has talent. But she was just on the cover of Harper's Bazaar, which is a big cover for any artist. Looked stunning. And when's the last time you heard of Adam Levine doing anything? Did they? Although I will say this, I feel like this collab does have the potential to be really good because Maroon 5 had a collab with SZA. And honestly, I did really like that song when it first came out. Wait, what was that? It was called, um, oh my lord, it was about love. And I remember like the album cover was red. Uh, I can't remember it right off the top of my head. So I'm going to look it up. Room 5 and SZA. Why do I not remember that? Oh, What Lovers Do. Oh, okay. It was I didn't like know that was SZA. Fun, yeah, it's just a fun, catchy little song. But at the same time, I feel like SZA doesn't really rap. I can't, I can't really imagine any kind of rapper, I think, collabing with Maroon 5. Did they have any rap collabs? I mean, I've never been a big fan of Maroon 5, so I can't really speak on their music. So before we recorded, I was thinking of the last time I heard of Maroon 5 and it was Girls Like You where in the remix Cardi B was on. It was pretty good. Really? Yeah. But so, that wasn't on the radio too much like the Cardi B version. It was not mm-hmm. a bad verse. So I guess, I mean, if they can work with Cardi B then I can imagine they can probably work well with Meg. We'll so, see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's going to be different so I'm pretty excited. Although I do, I feel like there's so many other artists. Well, that she could collab with, like, I think I would, I could die and go to heaven happy if she had a collab with The Weeknd. Oh my god, yes, drop that. 
Oh. SZA dropped the album. I mean, we're talking about Meg, but SZA dropped the album. Oh, yeah. Oh, or SZA and The Weeknd, too. Or Meg and Rihanna. That would just be on every sex playlist also, Rihanna, on this earth. please, Rihanna, if you're listening to this, please drop music. I know you're probably so tired of hearing about this, but please, I'm begging you. <laughs> please save us all. Miss Taylor Swift has been pulling her weight. Rihanna, great businesswoman, but I know bring it back. you're probably tired from running your lingerie and makeup business, but... Your people literally need you. <laughs> it's time, girl. It's time. <laughs> For our final segment of our very first episode, I'll try to do this every week, but we'll see how it plays out. My guest and I, you know, whoever it happens to be that week, we're going to give our recommendations on things we're liking to listen to, read, watch, eat. So Madison, what have you been watching recently that you've been digging? Tell us about it. So if you know me in real life, you might not expect that I'm actually like kind of into anime. It's definitely my guilty pleasure. I don't talk very much about it. The only person I really talk about it is Kenzie here. She doesn't understand it. Or my brother. (laughs) Um, The anime I just finished watching four seasons of in three days. Please don't judge me. Very impressive. (laughs) Thank you. Is the Seven Deadly Sins anime on Netflix. And I'm very upset because it ended on a cliffhanger, but season five just came out in Japan, so the rest of it should come out later this year, and I'm really looking forward to it. And it's on Netflix? Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's very very lighthearted, but also has a really good storyline, which I'm very much into good and, like, kind of complex storylines, especially if it's, like, fantasy and things. It is fantasy-based. It's about, like, holy knights and things and Britannia, which is obviously England, and there's fairies and giants. And all this stuff, really good. I highly recommend it. It's just kind of like a good kind of mindless watching thing. Like Emily in Paris, but animated? (laughs) Um, Very (laughs) not so. (laughs) Oh my god. I am about two decades late to this, or probably more than that. But over the weekend, I started watching Sex and the City on HBO Max. And I am obsessed. Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw is just amazing. I loved it. I'm loving it. Carrie Brad, wait, I might be so stupid, but I thought Carrie Bradshaw was a different person. Wait, you thought she was like I an thought- actress? Yeah. Dude. I thought she was like her own person. I mean, she is, but in her fictional world. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. But 10 out of 10 recommend. Wait, okay. Have you seen those theories about the Mandela effect, I think? And, like, I grew like, I remember sex and the city. I don't remember sex in the city. It is sex and the city. But I thought you just said sex in the city. Did I? Yeah. Me looking it up. Because I feel like it goes back and forth. Yeah, I I hope I I said sex in the city. Oh, I couldn't tell. Because I feel like Maybe I'm getting mixed up because I feel like I remember it one way, but then the Mandela effect was like, no, haha, it's the other way. Who knows? But Sex and the City, <laughs> just Google to confirm, they can't sue me and they wouldn't because the show's very old now. <laughs> um, oh, and we've both been watching Ugh. Hell's Kitchen on Hulu with our love, our like Gordon Ramsay. Our do, king. <laughs> do you want to talk about how the show is set up? Oh, it's so good. So 
Well, okay, we started watching the first season and it was kind of boring because it seemed like in the first season they only had people who were cooking as like a hobby. But then we started watching later seasons and definitely the later seasons have actual like seasoned chefs on the show, which makes it a lot more entertaining. And basically there's two teams and usually it's um, women's team and men's team. And they got to battle it out for who has the best service because they're like running a restaurant. And whoever has the worst service, they have to choose two people to eliminate. And then Gordon Ramsay chooses one person to eliminate. And yeah, and then a, whoever wins the entire show becomes the head chef of the restaurant. I don't know. The season we're watching is some restaurant in Las Vegas. Yeah, it, there's something so calming. And I don't know why. It's so cathartic. It's Gordon punching a plate of salmon for me. Oh, yeah. And calling someone a donkey, you know? Or a donut. I would oh, love yeah. for that. Like, that's all I want out of life is for Gordon Ramsay to call me a donut. <laughs> That'd be very nice. <laughs> um, so as far as what you've been listening to, like, what have you been jamming out to in our little quarantine? So I think I've been listening to SZA's Good Days, like, on repeat. It's one of my favorite songs. It's just kind of there to remind me that, like, good days are coming. Because it's been hard to, you know, look at the end of this quarantine, I think. Been very much thinking, oh oh my goodness, like what if this is our new normal, which I pray it isn't. But it's just been kind of helping me get through it. I've also been listening to my emo playlist when I was like 15. Really brings me back. Lean into it. And who is featured on there? Um, It's a lot of all-time low, Pierce the Veil. There's some Sleeping with Sirens, I think May Day Parade. I was very much emo when I was like 14, 15. Dude, I didn't know you then, but I can't picture it. It's so Well, I didn't look look emo. I definitely tried, but my mom never let me. She was like, you look washed out when you wear black. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like never allowed to wear a lot of black. Shout out to Kelly McKay, our queen. Yeah, she's really the one who kept me from being a total loser in like middle school and high school because she knew not to let me leave the house looking like that. Oh my god. (laughs) I've been listening to Hozier and I knew that he was really talented because obviously Take Me to Church, the song of his that blew up, was so good. But um, Oh, it's a classic. So, so good. Uh, I'm listening to Movement a lot right now. It's like sexual. I don't I, think I've heard that one. I'll have like, to listen to it. I was like, okay, you little Irish king. Like, go off. Yeah, isn't he like 6'5"? I, he is like Gumby. He's a sexy Gumby. I dated a guy who was 6'5". <laughs> he's not Ozier. <laughs> yeah, he was not Ozier. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> he's not Ozier. <laughs> Shout out to the, to the ex-boyfriends out there. Um, hope you guys aren't listening. And I guess the last thing that we want to recommend is sort of where we've been going out to eat while following COVID protocols, obviously what we've been snacking on and what we've been drinking. So want to start us off with snacks? Oh, yeah. I mean, this really isn't a snack. This is I had this with dinner a couple hours ago when we ate. We made tortellinis, but I just wanted to recommend my all-time favorite tomato sauce. I, yes. <laughs> it's it's paisana. I don't really know how to spell it. Tomato sauce. Um, I get the roasted garlic kind because you can ask my roommate here. I use garlic in all of my cooking. I use way too much. Um, my nickname growing up that my father gave me was Stinky because I gave, I put garlic powder on all the food I ate. <laughs> paisana, please sponsor us. Please. I eat copious amounts of your tomato sauce to the point where I kind of have heartburn. Oh, my time, God. So it's so good. 
Tums also sponsor us. All right, what's not? What are you snacking on, girly? So I have like really bad intestines. We're not going to get into it, but <laughs> I shouldn't eat gluten. I do, and oh, you, yeah, you do. You've had to bear witness to it. It hurts a, a good bit of the time. Sometimes more severe. And sometimes it's bad because we only have one bathroom. It's cursed. <laughs> and Oreo came out with gluten free Oreos, and they taste. I would argue better because they have more of a texture to them and I'm obsessed. Yeah, they're a little crunchy, which is nice because I feel like regular Oreos, they get so soft and like kind of stale really quickly. Yeah. But honestly, we've had these for like a week now and they're still, they're still crunchy. And the packaging is more aesthetic, I would argue. I I do agree with that. They're just really cute. Yeah. Really super good. Um, What about drinks? I know what this is, but let's <laughs> so keep So I have now. to get everyone on the Carlo Rossi train because it won, you can get a bottle of Carlo Rossi Moscato Sangria for $4.50 at a Pennsylvania state liquor store. <laughs> um, it's 6.5% alcohol, so realistically, you can drink two bottles without blacking out. And it tastes like apple juice, so it's really dangerous. This is really the only alcohol I've ever drank religiously. <laughs> Well, that makes it sound like I'm an alcoholic. He's old reliable for yeah. when you do want to have a drink. Yeah, like, it's just so, like, I don't even feel like I'm drinking alcohol when I drink Carlo Rossi. Carlo's another dimension. Yeah, he's, a, he's like, he's going to be the best man at my wedding, I think. As he should be. <laughs> I have been really into Prosecco recently. Not any particular brand. I've just okay. had, Period. I've just had a lot to celebrate recently, so I've been digging into it. And, um... I guess just as a reminder, disclaimer, uh, don't drink unless you're over the age of 21. Consume alcohol responsibly. You know the rules. You have parents and it's not us. Oh, yeah. We're not your parents. (laughs) Get that out of your mind. So um, I guess the last thing, restaurants. Have you been to any good restaurants recently? Yeah. So my boyfriend and I, we went to this super good Italian place in the city called Lanima. It's L apostrophe A-N-I-M-A. Kind of like animal but without the l at the end like it's like if you take the l at the end and put it at the front instead oh italian (laughs) italian um it's really good actually and i mean my boyfriend's an old man and he wanted to make our reservations for four but i told him no (laughs) and made them for five and we were like the first people in the restaurant and we were the only ones there for like a good hour so it's kind of nice there was outdoor seating available but it was freezing rain outside and they had taken the tent down so (laughs) That, I don't know, didn't break because it was also kind of windy. So we were not, you know, eating outside. And it was funny because we had to park really far away because parking is kind of bad. And I fell twice. But yeah, tables were super far away from each other, which was nice. It's BYOB, which is nice. Like I had brought a bottle of champagne. You know, they gave us champagne flutes. The pasta is super delicious. Bread, super good. Waiters, so nice and so funny. Highly recommend. That sounds like the move. Oh, it's so good. My boyfriend and I, for Valentine's Day, went to Barcelona Wine Bar. It's tapas style. And for anyone who's studied abroad, you know what a tapa is. But, you know, in case you don't. Did you study abroad? I did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But for anyone who doesn't, uh, tapas are like small plates. So we got some charcuterie that was really good. And then we got grilled octopus, patatas bravas, which are essentially... Fancy breakfast potatoes. I was like, that sounds like a French fry. And then for dessert, we got olive oil cake, which 
slapped. It had like an almond crumble on top and couldn't recommend it more. Just 10 oh, yeah. out of 10. Desserts slap. Yeah. Like the tiramisu that I had at Lanima, uh, I think I could I could have eaten like four cups of it. And that, it, mwah. chef's kiss. Always get dessert. Skip an appetizer and get a dessert instead. I will sure. say I didn't get an appetizer because my dad has, was always cheap going to restaurants growing up. So I was never allowed to get an appetizer. So it's just habit. But Jake got some kind of um, octopus stew. Ooh. He said it was really good and he tried to get me to try it. But texturally, I feel like you wouldn't have liked it. No, because I told him he had already pushed my limit by forcing me to try shrimp. And that octopus <laughs> was as far. That was way too far. Baby steps. <laughs> um Madison, thank you so much for joining me for our first episode. It was so nice having you. Oh, yeah, I know. It was really nice to talk about this stuff. I hope I become a semi-regular host. You will. I'm yeah, sure. since we live together, I feel like it, it's going to end up that way. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. <laughs> Not the WAP. <laughs> Thanks, Queen. No problem. Thank you for having me. Well, that's our show, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode of For the Record. And talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.